morning. So our first reading came from the second book of Maccabees. I have always found the books of Maccabees so inspiring because the Maccabees were fierce defenders of God's law against the forces that wanted to destroy the faith of their fathers and to force the Jewish people to conform to the ways of the world. And so our first reading provides a powerful account of a family that refused to deny their faith, a family that recognized that their eternal life was intimately connected to how they lived out their earthly life. So dying in the flesh was a sacrifice that they were willing to make in order to inherit the reward of eternal life. And they were keenly aware that what they choose to do or what they refuse to do in the body had serious implications for their soul. Well, today we too face a similar enemy force. And while we aren't being forced to eat forbidden food, we are being attacked by forces that are equally aggressive and dangerous. You see, this enemy attacks us where we are most vulnerable, in our need and our desire for love. This enemy is very good at camouflaging itself with things that are attractive to our fallen nature. And he, it lures us into a superficial encounter that destroys our ability to cultivate fruitful and authentic love relationships. So what I'm talking about is something that can and does destroy marriages. It devastates families and it corrupts the human mind and the human heart. And what I'm referring to is pornography. Now I know that the topic of pornography is a heavy topic, to be sure. But the Christian heart and a disciple of Jesus Christ must be willing to address the heaviest issues that impact the human person and threatens the very life of the soul. There is a very real connection between prostitution, pornography, and abortion. Because they all require that the person, the object of the action, remain just an object. But the human person is not an object. Every person is a subject of God's love. Every person is created in God's image and likeness, and so consisting of a body and a soul. Prostitution, pornography, human trafficking, which includes slave labor, objectifies another person for their bodily usefulness. Abortion objectifies the unborn person as someone who is useless, 
someone unwanted, someone who is dispensable. And I think if we were to try to define the current state of affairs within our country, around the world, we'd have to say that in some ways it's a culture that is increasingly losing its soul. And what happens when a culture or its people lose its soul? It dies because it loses its connection to the very one who gave us life. And there is a portion of society that has gone all in in an effort to objectify the human person. There is an extreme ideological push to strip away our sense of self as being wonderfully and beautifully created by God. And in essence, it denies and it divides the, whole, the wholeness of a person into its various biological parts. It entirely dismisses the body-soul unity and the uniqueness of each human person. This ideological separation of body and soul is in some ways fostering a sort of cultural paganism, an immoral and mostly atheistic ideology that deadens the conscience and threatens the soul. So to be clear, what we do to or what we do in the body, how we treat our bodies and the bodies of others has an effect on the soul. And while men and women are both targets of pornography, it's primarily the woman who is the most exploited, although both are deeply wounded in the end. Men are 500% more likely to view pornography than women, although women do view it. In various surveys over the years, on average, over 80% of men have viewed pornographic material. And so I think it's fair to say that 80% of the men sitting here right today have also at some point in their life, viewed illicit images. And some of you are being held captive to it, even today. It was revealed that 85% of wives whose husbands are addicted to pornography exhibit most of the signs that would, be, that would lead to a diagnosis of PTSD post-traumatic stress disorder. Husbands are called to love and protect their wives. Wives are called to love and respect their husbands. And real love, authentic love, means that we die to ourselves for the good of the other. And that we will do whatever must be done out of that love. So I met with a lot of young couples who wanted to get married. And so they would approach the church in order to go through marriage preparation. And it became really clear to me that I needed to ask a very important question. And so about five or six years ago, I began asking every couple, when was the last time 
you viewed pornography. Now, the question is typically met with silence initially. Most don't expect that I'll ask that question. It's not uncommon that I lose eye to eye contact with most of the guys. Now, I don't ask this question in order to put them on the spot. I ask the question in order to open the conversation, to open the conversation about something that can destroy their marriage before it even begins. And I explain how marriages are seriously damaged, if not ended, due to the effects of pornography. I explain how the images of pornography are long-lasting and they have a chemical effect on the brain, much like cocaine and other drugs. Relationships within marriage, as well as other person-to-person -person relationships, become isolated and ineffectual due to the need for a greater dopamine fix, which happens when illicit images enter the brain. But more importantly, inviting illicit images into our thoughts and into our memory is a great act of infidelity to our spouses, to our fiancés, to our girlfriend or boyfriend. And Jesus really spoke extremely clearly on this. He said, you heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that anyone who looks on a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And then Jesus provides a remedy. He said, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into hell. Now, this is not entirely just hyperbole, right? Jesus is clearly stressing that we must do whatever must be done to free ourselves from anything that causes us to sin because sin is deadly to the soul. The very good news is Jesus himself is the remedy because he has defeated the enemy. And although I referred to pornography as the enemy, understand it is the tool of the enemy. And know that Jesus can do within us what we are totally incapable of doing ourselves. And even the most addicted person can find perfect freedom in the mercy of God. But we, we must want it. We must sincerely ask for it, and then we must do whatever we have to do in order to embrace it. God's love for us and his infinite mercy is the key to the prison of addiction. And so I have some what I believe are effective and practical steps to help combat the addiction of pornography. The first and the most important, let's go to confession. 
make a complete and full confession and allow God's mercy to cleanse and to free your soul. Number two, begin each day by renewing your commitment to purity of heart and purity of mind. Because every day must begin with a prayerful yes to God's mercy and God's grace. Number three, seek out help through programs or accountability software like Covenant Eyes, which is a surveillance software and it records the user's internet access and activity and reports it to someone that you choose that will help keep you accountable. And it also provides filters to protect your children from accessing illicit images. And that's covenant eyes. Number four, be accountable to a support group such as My House Ministry, which we offer here at St. Patrick. Father Matthias has a short article on page four of the bulletin explaining a little bit about My House Ministry along with contact information. Then finally understand this, that the battle against addiction, any addiction, does not require a Herculean effort, but it does require a Maccabean conviction. And that conviction is that there's nothing more important than pr protecting the sanctity of our life, the sanctity of our soul. And that requires that we protect, we safeguard our thoughts and our bodily actions.